Welcome to the Enlightened Musician Podcast, a podcast all about the music business and learning how to turn your art into an equally successful business, flipping the mentality of a starving artist into a profitable, sustainable career. Each week, we will interview someone that is excelling in their field and talk tips and tricks on how you can implement that for yourself. Because honestly, how can you know what you don't know until you've been enlightened? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Enlightened Musician Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Light, and I'm so excited about today's guest. It's a producer that I work with all the time, and we actually recorded this episode back in March, right before the shutdown of COVID. So we were talking about organization, and since then, we've written a ton of music and a ton of things has happened, but I'm excited to kind of rewind a little bit and introduce you guys to Ricardo Barletta, a music producer and composer are based in Italy, but most importantly, as I said before, he's an organizational geek just as myself, so obviously we combine really well, and that's how he stays on top of all the projects he works on from sync to artist pitch and artist themselves. So let's actually dive into this episode, and hopefully you guys get a lot of information that helps you guys stay organized within music production, within artist world. I mean, organization in any form in the music realm is fantastic, so let's let's get into this episode. Hi, Ricardo. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, Lauren. I am happy to be here. I know. This is going to be a conversation that people actually get to listen in on. I I talk to Ricardo all the time. He's a Mm -hmm. close friend of mine. And we share a common love of organization and love him as a producer because a lot of producers that I work with really do not have a good workflow or a good organizational plan in any kind of facet. <laughs> so we talk about this all the time. And a little bit about Ricardo, I just want to let you start. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and kind of how you got into what you do. Okay, so uh, my name is uh, Ricardo Barletta. I am from Italy. Uh, this, uh, as you can tell. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, as you can likely tell from the accent. Um, so I apologize if you don't understand some of my words. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so w- w- I'm, I'm primarily a producer. Uh, I work a lot with directly with artists. But uh, since basically since I met you, to be fair, uh, Lauren, I, I got really into sync and writing for briefs and writing for, for that kind of projects. So nowadays, I actually focus mostly on, you know, creating albums for libraries and just working on briefs as they come. Um, yeah, I've done literally any mo- most genres. You know, I've done K-pop, I've done pop, I've done rock. I've done hip hop, <laughs> pretty cinematic. Now we've got oh, me, I know. Me, me, me and you now are doing trailers. Uh, yeah, pretty much all over the place when it comes to when it comes to that. Um, well, and it sounds like you do a ton of stuff, which I know you do a ton of stuff as well. Um, question is the real question: How many songs are you typically working on, just at a given time? Oh God, uh, that is a good question. Uh, the question is, did I just come back from a writing trip? Or I'm not kidding. Anyway, yeah. Well, no. Under- Every everyone to understand, we actually just went to LA for. Actually, you went longer than I, I did. How long weeks. did you yeah, go? Three weeks. So three weeks. Uh, I went for about a week and a half, and when I left, there was thirty three songs. No, it was like. Am I right? I think it was like twenty four when you left, and then we wrapped it up with forty six by the end of the three weeks. Crazy. So that's from that just a couple weeks. Fully produced, like fully produced and fully written. Of course, we need to add, you know, that 
last 10% of production and actually track and mix vocals. But yeah, fully, fully Crazy. done songs. Side note for anyone, if you're wanting to get a whole bunch of songs done, especially within the sync realm or artist PR, you know, trying to pitch to artists, really just getting in a room with all of your co-writers and planning a trip that's specifically for that. Such a great idea. But needless to say, that means just in those two or three weeks, you had 40 songs. So I, I can't even imagine how many you, you typically have. Is it kind of roughly around that? Well, I mean, uh, when I don't have that big batch coming in at once, I tend to have roughly 12 to 15 happening at once. That's like the, mm-hmm. almost the bare minimum. Because the way I do it is I wrap up a few production, let's just say an album worth, so like 10, right? Mm-hmm. And while I got those done in roughly a week, uh, I send them out to songwriters or I plan co-writes usually with you and a couple of more uh, mm-hmm. roughly every week. And as I get those done, you know, we finish the writing. And while we write to those, I am writing 10 more productions <laughs> so that the loop can just, you know, be continuously moving and, uh, you know, continuously create. But then once I start getting vocals back for the first time, because we wrote to them and then we recorded it to them, then I hold back on producing more and I just do vocal editing, vocal production, and then actually mix the tracks. So, you know, I can deliver them and then I have another batch of 10 that I did the week before that I'm going to be waiting. So I'm constantly chasing myself in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, this loop. The question, I know, this is the main reason I wanted to bring you on because it's amazing that you do that much. But the thing that's more amazing is that you actually finalize the projects And actually within, usually within like a month or two, which is insane. So this is the main reason I wanted to bring you on. So let's kind of just dive into how you stay on top of having so many songs. So do you have like a workflow in place? Let's like geek out about it. Yeah, yeah, do it. Definitely. (laughs) I mean, uh, so I have a couple of different apps and, you know, websites that I actually use to stay Mm -hmm. on top of things. So the first one I use is uh, Trello, which I think yes. I can't remember if it was you that got me onto it or it was my uh, cell group. Anyway, that's a, that's, a, that's a different story. But anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an app uh, that basically you can make boards and you can, it's basically like a massive whiteboard. I used to use a whiteboard a, a few years ago, but then I was like, stuff start to get too much that it couldn't actually mm-hmm. fit <laughs> so I was like I, I mean 50 songs on a whiteboard is a lot of tiny 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 I know so I was like <laughs> either, either a I need a massive whiteboard or b I need to go you know digital and on the cloud <laughs> and have access from my phone but anyway so <laughs> I use I use Trello and I have basically what I created my weekly board which I, I have kind of set, set it as a schedule. So I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. And then on that day, basically at the start of the week, uh, usually actually I do this Sunday night, uh, I mm-hmm. create small tags with all the songs that I kind of want to do, right? So for example, I'm, if I open it right now for today, you know, first thing in the morning, I'd have practice my instrument. And then I kind of set that up as an hour block where I just, you know, put 15 minute practice into all my instruments. Then I'd have this song called Nightmare. Um, that, you know, I usually break it up. So either call it Nightmare Production, Nightmare Vocal Production, Nightmare Mixing, blah, blah, blah. So I do mm-hmm. name of the song, what I'm doing of that song, and then I color code how long I think I'm going to take 
to achieve the task that I wanted to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say I, I break them up in 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour, or more than, uh, more than one hour, right? And basically like that, I kind of create my schedule by filling up the small little blocks. It's basically like playing with Legos, but <laughs> it's actually a to-do list. <laughs> Uh, kind of like a time block, it sounds like. Yes, that's pretty much what it is. And that way, like during my day, you know, wake up, get ready in the morning, have breakfast, and then I open my phone, check Trello, or either open it on my computer and be like, okay, what am I doing today? Pam, 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 pam. And I literally have them in front of me at all times. And I'm able to decide, okay, I'm doing this first. Okay, I need to message so and so, follow up. Uh, I need to finish that production. Oh, did I ever receive the stamps? Let me follow up with that person. And basically, I can keep track of everything I'm doing on a daily basis. When you talk about follow-up too, I know we mentioned while we were in LA, you actually have a system of following up with people because you can keep track of what you're doing so much, but you can never forcibly shake someone into doing something like vocals. How do you kind of keep on track of making sure they send you things on a timely matter. Yeah, so basically what usually happens is at the start of the week, uh, usually on the Monday, um, mm -hmm. I'd be sending out a message. So Sunday night, I do my schedule and decide what songs I'm going to do this week, right? And then Monday morning, if I'm expecting vocals or you know I'm meant to write with somebody, I'm just going to be like on Monday morning, hey, just quickly checking up on you. Is it possible to have the vocals done by this day? Because I kind of want to mix it on this Saturday. I mean, you got yes. the, you got that message this morning, Lauren. But <laughs> that's I did. <laughs> I've had a cold, everyone. So usually I'm fairly on top of it, but yeah. sometimes life gives you colds. <laughs> it's okay, not the end of the world. But basically, yeah, on Monday, almost I, the end of the world. Yeah. For, for yeah, for a singer, yes, I agree. But yeah, basically, I just you know, Monday morning five six people that i meant to work on songs for or with this week i'll be like hey i'm gonna work on this song can i get the vocals or just hey i'm gonna work on the song you'll hear back from me in a couple of days or in a few hours depends on you know when i reach out and that's kind of how i keep um uh, you know track of the people within the week but then I also i have like a master database where i mm -hmm. uh, which i use notion which is basically... I would love to hear more about that. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, it's more basically a glorified spreadsheet. That's what it is. That's what I use it for. Mm -hmm. I know we can do a lot more with it, but that's how I use it. And basically what I do there is I keep track of all of the songs that I've started. Uh, I, I mean, I don't keep the song ideas. I keep you know the fully finished and arranged tracks. And usually next to it, I put song name, I put the collaborator that I am co-writing with. I put the date that it started. And then I have another column where I created special tags that I basically have the various stages. So I'd have production, I'd have songwriting, I'd have a recording, vocal production, aka tuning, uh, mixing. And then I also have... Uh, finished for approval and to be delivered, I think. Like, I don't know, uh, you know, for <laughs> the special yeah. thing at the end. Um, and basically, yeah, I, when I do a track, I put it there, update the tags whenever I need, and that's basically it. Like, at the start of the week, that's where I pick the tracks that I'm going to work, you know? 
Like I'm gonna like, okay, yeah. what am I working this week? I have this many tracks that need to be finished. Okay, how many can I squeeze in? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and do you find that you have designated days to do certain things like you were talking about vocal tuning or uh, mixing? Do you or just kind of go straight down the list that you have on Notion? Well, usually I um I am uh, my favorite thing to do is actually produce, right? I mean, all the vocal mm-hmm. editing has, and mixing is fun, has its place. But if I do too many songs within that back-to-back, I burn out easier, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, give me a keyboard and a computer and I could produce literally 15 hours in one day, no sweat. That's insane. But I, it's just, I would do it in my free time. So I'm just lucky I get to do it as a job, you know? <laughs> That's true. I know there's been days that Ricardo will just send me track after track. I'm like, how are you superhuman like this? (laughs) I mean, I just kind of sit down in the morning and then I I have a break for lunch and then I have a break halfway through the afternoon. And that's pretty much it. Like, that's all I do. Um, So, yeah, fun times. But anyway, um, so, yeah, going back to how I schedule it, basically, I try not to do unless I have a specific deadline. I try not to mm-hmm. do too many of the same things back to back. So, yeah. for example, today I did, um, you know, I delivered stems first thing in the morning, which bouncing down stems in Logic is a nightmare, as anyone with Logic might know. <laughs> um, then the next thing is, um, what, I, what did I do? I did a, a vocal editing. Then I went and go ahead and did a mix. Then I went back to the first song I did vocal editing to do vocal production because I wanted to add some crazy effects and, you know, so I did that for another hour, and then I went back and mixed another track, and that was my day, basically. You know, so I jumped back and forward, so I don't do the same things back to back. But usually, I throw a production in there just to break it up even more. So I maybe do, um, you know, vocal uh, vocal tuning first thing in the morning, then maybe a production, then I have a mix, or then another production, just to you know make things interesting. <laughs> And also another well, thing yeah. I do is try to vary genres. So unless uh-huh. I'm working on a um, an album, which I have ten tracks, which are roughly this, you know, similar mo- similar ballpark, I try yeah. to you know change project. Maybe the first project is with you, the next one is with our collaborator Danny, or the next one is with I don't know Chris or Steve. You know, like I yeah. actually change up the different song styles and genres I'd be working with. So I don't do the same thing back to back, you know, keeps it fresh. No. And I think that's good too, because sometimes, especially if you produce back to back, you might be similarly choosing the same chords and mm-hmm. the songs start sounding exactly the same. So I think that's a very good, <laughs> cause I've done that within writing lyrics mm-hmm. and you go to the next song and then so happily you have almost close to the same melody in the same song. And then you're like, Oh crap. I wrote the same song. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same. I did that. Good, with, but I've done it already. Oh my goodness! I did that with a co-writer one time, and we wrote on a guitar, and we mm-hmm. were writing Christmas tunes. Oh no! And we have the same song pretty much with different lyrics. <laughs> we got so tickled, but that's the thing. You you got to switch it up a little bit. I and mean, for sync though, having the same th- song with two different set of lyrics could come in handy. True. Could come in handy. Very true. So if you make that mistake, everyone, just make it a sync song. Exactly. Done. So talking about what you should do, is there anything when you were first starting out organizing and doing the different production things that you would suggest to never do? Like a to to not do list. Is that even uh, I don't know that's I'm, I'm not, it feels right. To to not do list. Okay. Um 
or you learned through trial and error, like, ooh, never do this. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a thing that I would say like, oh, do not do it. Because at the end of the day, any way of keeping organizing uh, organized is a way. You know, it's better than mm-hmm. not having anything, right? Even if you keep yeah. it bare minimum. Um, what I will say, though, is most people be like, oh, but you're, you know, you're organized as a person, you know, like, oh, I, I'm not like that. Uh, I have, you know, I have my systems and stuff like that. <laughs> most people that say that, like, I wasn't super organized either when I started out. You just kind of get into routine, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Like, you know, you start small, you start just with the whiteboard. And then once that gets in routine, I'm like, okay, how can I make it even more efficient? So you start, you know, you, you gradually build into that and then you have a full system that works for you. But basically my advice would be just start organizing yourself somehow. <laughs> even, if I know. A, even if it's with a, just a whiteboard to begin with, like literally physically seeing it in front of your face. I help put it, you know, front of your computer, next to your computer or on your wall or something. And then you can always look at it. That's a, that's well, a way I'm, to do it. Yeah, for sure. Because I think especially doing music and doing a ton at one time, because like right now I have 50 projects going through. If you don't have them organized, you will face overwhelm. Yes. And sometimes when you hit overwhelm, you just do nothing. And then down. you're so far behind. And especially being a producer and you're wanting to have work and even commissioned work, you can't do that because your your reputation makes your reputation. So whatever you do consistently, people know. So it's good as your last project. That's what I say. Exactly. So it's like keeping that in order. And that's one thing, like I said, that some of the best producers that I know just have such a lack of is follow through and Mm -hmm. consistency and organization. So I love that. I love it. Is there any other tips or tricks that you've come across that you just want to throw out there? I'm trying to think. Um, another thing I maybe would say to not do, which I did, is <laughs> <laughs> it's to have too many apps and too many systems doing similar I things agree. but slightly different. It's okay if you're trying stuff out and you're like trying to fi- still find the way – uh, that works best for you. But once you get a system in place, try to minimize the amount of apps, the amount of distractions, the amount of places you have to update because you're going to forget to update that one that one night when you worked on that project and then they're going to, you know, three weeks from now, I'm like, what did I do again? You know, the less you have to worry about updating and checking, the better. That's- no, I agree with that fully because I'm such a apps nerd. Mm-hmm. And I love trying every app, but the the thing that was actually a hindrance for me, and I agree completely with you on that, was that I kept trying to put so many systems in place mm-hmm. that I couldn't remember where everything was. So I think you're right, picking the apps that work for you. And just because it works for someone else, there's other apps that will work for you if that workflow doesn't work. And you were talking about you use Trello, Notion. Is there any other apps that you use or is those the only two? So the other main one that I use, uh, thanks to you, actually, Lauren, I use this <gasps> Uh, disco is phenomenal you guys yeah and it's incredible and i use that primarily well it's pretty much what you can do with it it's uh, i use that to store all of the you know the wild files and the bounces and that's also what i I used to use um soundcloud private links to send you know share work in progress Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but i just find that you know disco is that much easier 
you know, you mm-hmm. just create a playlist with the name of the core writer or a playlist for that brief or a playlist for that album and you just update it and you can update the file within itself within without having to delete it and reupload it. It's just it's just brilliant. So nice. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, by the way, everyone listening, um, as I always say, if you're driving, please don't write this stuff down. I have it in the show notes. So I'm going to put all these three applications as well. Like, for instance, like I was talking about earlier, he uses Trello and Notion. Um, I use a thing called Asana and uh, Airtable. And they're they're the exact same, just have a different workflow. One has, I think it's called Canaban. I feel like I'm not. It's K-A-N-B-A-N is what Trello uses. And, you know. Asana is more of a checklist. So you got to go with what your workflow is and just kind of sample them out for like a week or two and see which one really fits your mode best. And he was talking about with whiteboards. Trello's great for that because it feels very... It is a um, whiteboard. How would it post a whiteboard or even a post-it note, it feels like too. It is actually. Yeah, yeah. Now that you, yeah, now, now that you say it, it does feel like a post-it note. Uh, you basically, yeah, you have a massive wall and you just add stickers <laughs> with to-do lists. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's ironic, half my guests have come on and just been like, I love Trello. So like I said, you guys, people keep repeating these things over and over again. Take note of it and really try to use some of those. should get them to sponsor the podcast. I need sponsors. I'm working on it. (laughs) I know. I get sponsors for um, my music stuff, but (laughs) we're we're working on the uh, podcast. But um, I love that you only use three. So that's something I think it's really good to note. Pick your workflows. Get the system in place and, if you and think stick about with it, it. Sorry if I interrupt you. If you if you think about it, no. I use free apps, but they don't do the same thing. So one is a spreadsheet yeah. kind of app, which is Notion. Mm-hmm. One is my whiteboard, but on the computer, which is Trello. And the other one is basically my audio catalog. So I use three of them because I can't have one that does all three. I would if I had one. But, you know, <laughs> Ooh, wouldn't that be nice? I, but yeah, they do three specific things, but they all work together mm-hmm. to make it an easy, seamless workflow. And I think that if you didn't have that, you wouldn't be doing 50 tracks at a time. Oh, no, definitely not. Like it would be a not night. A- well, maybe it could be doable, but if you're not, what I feel is as soon as I have a lot of tracks on my plate, it does mm-hmm. get really overwhelming. And I kind of have to sit there for an hour and just start <laughs> to break stuff up and organize it. And once it's organized, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I have a plan of action. It's not that bad. But if you just see, okay, I have 50 tracks. I have to finish production on 25 of these, get vocals back. You know, it just, it just gets a lot. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what, have, what have I done? <laughs> I know. Well, let's actually talk about you for a second. Yeah. Let's just switch it up. Anything exciting on the horizon for Ricardo Barletta? Ooh, anything exciting? I should well, say it like you. Ricardo Barletta. R- R- Ricardo Barletta. Yes. <laughs> I, I ate too much pasta. That's why it's Levin accent. Um, uh, <laughs> stop. What time is it there for you right now? It's, it's 3.17 where I'm at in the East Coast. It's 9.17 p.m. That's Woo. Yeah. So you did just have pasta. Jealous. I did, actually. Yes. Past time with pasta, <laughs> you caught me guilty. <laughs> guilty as charged. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, no, what's exciting? Um, I am currently wrapping up quite a few album projects with, um, so I'm doing a few for this uh, library called APM, which mm-hmm. is one of the biggest one, uh, you know, in, in North America. Uh, well, me and you just wrapped up a trailer for uh, 
Brew House. Is that? Yeah. That remember right? Excited yeah. about that. It was good too. That was a good trailer. I mean, and I the, should end the the podcast with a little bit of that trailer. <laughs> just the climax. Just to blast. Just the climax speaker, and stop it. Blast everyone's speaker. Um, yeah. My apologies in advance if she does. I am sorry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that that trailer was really well received. Um, and then I'm working for a few EEP again for sync for uh, Dennis, which has actually been a guest on this podcast before. And, Dennis here. Yeah, and we, yeah, basically that is for you know the company he works with Five Alarm. So you know, hopefully, lo- lots of good things in that department. You know, department and hopefully get a placement this year that's 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 the goal exactly that's the goal speaking of goals what's goals what what goals you got for this year okay so for this year my main Uh goal was to wrap up and fully produce and fully mix at least 200 songs what that is with vocals for 2020 that's for 2020 yes okay i say that that's not that bad you you already have 50 on the mark and it's uh, I'm actually now? no 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 I'm more let me hold up <gasps> he's like I'm gonna brag what, how, what am, is the what's the number count I'm humble brag but currently I'm a 65 ah, so you have 200 uh so 200 minus 65 math we're not gonna do it one uh, 135 <laughs> you have 135 left so you got March to December I think you can do it yeah, no I mean, problem to, to be fair uh, F65 but not all of them are 100% finished you know there are, some of them are in this limbo that I'm waiting for vocals and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. but yeah well that's the thing 65 in the works I'd say maybe fully finished I must have roughly 30 like a good half of them I love that. And one thing you kind of mentioned there, and I kind of want to touch on just because I think it's a good thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about some of them are in limbo. Yeah. I think one of the lessons that I've learned this year is really finding people that you write well with mm-hmm. and can turn over those songs. Because for instance, your goal is 200 songs. Yeah. If you were only writing with people that don't have their organization together, oh, I'm turning it shade. full circle. Shade. Um, shade. Uh but it's it's really important to work with people that have that same workflow and can actually be organized as you because you can only reach a certain amount of potential when you don't have it together. Yeah. So when you're working with other people that can get vocals back to you and can get production, mix master, anything that you're working with, you're going to actually be able to reach your goals better. So I think I would love for you to talk on that a little bit of the difference between working with people that, I guess, kind of get things done versus the difficulties of working with people that you know not. <laughs> it takes forever not that they aren't good people but how what kind of change have you seen working with more people that are on the same workflow as you within the organizational realm so what, what i have to say about this is you need to kind of find the people that you, a connect you know like on a musical level with you know you mm-hmm. like similar stuff or at least you work really well together but also um you know as you said, that they, you know, they're organized and they're as driven as you. Because you know, yeah. some people, sure. Another th- saying is, oh, we both do music, but doesn't have to mean that we do music together. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone. Oh, I like that. Not yeah. everyone is meant to work together just because you don't click. Like, you know, same with friends. You're not actual friends with everyone because they're just not the same person as you. But some people, you just resonate more 
than others. A thing I noticed is starting out, yes, you kind of have to try to work with as many people as you can just because mm-hmm. you don't know that many people. But, um, you know, I've been doing this for, a, <laughs> I mean, I say a few years, which is quite funny to think because I'm 21. But um, You guys, he's 21. I didn't mention that earlier. Isn't that insane? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Insane. Um, I wish I was you at 21. I say that like that was so far ago. <laughs> Again, oh, you're not back you're, in the Lauren, you're not old either. Like come on. I know, I'm in my twenties too. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> back in the day when I was twenty one <laughs> and I started to drink cough cough. Oh my gosh. Cough cough. <laughs> uh, anyway, um yeah, I mean when you're starting out, so I started doing this properly roughly three, four years ago. Now I kinda lost I lost count. But at the start you're hungry to collaborate with people and get to learn things and try out new stuff so you work with pretty much anyone but which is good uh, yeah which starting is good out. it's good it's experience you know you get good the bad the ugly you get screwed over it's normal mm. but you you know through doing those experiences you learn not to repeat yourself but anyway once you find the people that you collaborate really well with are reliable um you know you can have good you know, a good time and write good music with. Just hold them really fuck. Can I swear? Yeah. Okay. Hold them really fucking close to you. Because <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I'm lucky to have you guys. You know, lo- um, you know, as we mentioned before, but me and Lauren work a lot uh, together, and we have a team of songwriters and producers that we work fairly regularly with, and mm-hmm. those are the ones we do the writing trips with. But yeah. Um, I work mostly, most of my stuff I actually do with you guys, but that doesn't mean I don't work with new people as well because you never know. True. So usually. That being said, yeah. tell us about, because I know you do production for a lot of other people too, and you do a lot of work for hire as a producer as well, like primarily as well too. So mm-hmm. kind of, could you tell us where we can find some of that stuff as well? So if anyone wants to work with you, and I actually will do a little bit of a song that we've done together so you can kind of hear some of his work at the end of this if you're interested in working with him. He's fantastic. Well, um, most of my stuff, uh, I mean, I guess my best way to approach me is either A, add me on Facebook, uh, Riccardo Barletta, or... And I'll uh, add this at the bottom of the, f- yeah. the liner notes. She'll add the link. Or uh, I guess in my Instagram is the, not the second best place to see some. Because there I kind of share work in progress. I share some snippets of me just goofing around on, my, on the instruments or production techniques and stuff like that. And that mm-hmm. is at Ricky, R-I-K-I dot production. Um, yeah. So that's roughly where you can find me. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I worked with a few artists, um, mostly indie at the moment mm-hmm. it'd be cool to you know get some label action sooner, sooner or later but for now mostly indie and i have a few tracks that have come out already and a few more that are in the works for this year mm-hmm. uh the first one was uh friends by sasha m can't remember if she has a slash anyway sasha m uh, and I'll then, put it in the link. Yeah, you'll put, put the link. And then the other one is from uh, with this guy from Glasgow. Um, the song is called Let It Shine. And the guy is called Brian McCafferty. I, I hope mm. I pronounced that right. Otherwise, I'm going to get killed. But anyway, so I, I, I do work 
remotely with you know people from literally all over the world from from singapore all the way to canada to vietnam to you know north carolina so yeah i'm glad for the internet the internet's a wonderful thing it really is i mean it's scary place but it's a wonderful one too (laughs) it's it's the best and the worst i love it well, my favorite question to end on, and this doesn't have to per se be within the organizational world, just within music, knowing all you know now, what advice would you give someone just starting out or the younger you when you were just starting out? Oh, damn. <laughs> now, you're, now you're making me think. <laughs> I know. I should have I should have forewarned you, but I like to just throw it on people real fast. You, you, like, you like to throw it on people. I see. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad. So the main thing is, don't worry, just do it. I know it sounds cliche as fuck, no. but um, like sometimes we're just kind of held back. It's like, oh, I don't have any con- connections. Oh, I don't have, I don't know how to do this. Oh, I, you know, literally when I started out, I was in a band and we were wanting to record demos. So I, I had my Mac with GarageBand and I bought a $50 iRig so I could plug in my guitar. And that's how I started producing. And then at the same time, uh, a childhood friend was like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. So I start, you know, and he's like, oh, do you want to make me beats? And that's kind of how I started making beats as well, just by using loops. So if it's something that interests you, you can find a way of, you know, you don't have to be good right away. That's another thing. Yeah. Because another thing I used to do a lot when I was younger and, you know, again, I still laugh when I say that. Back in the day. Back in the days when I was 16. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, like, I compare myself to, um, you know, to people, either my collaborators, which have been doing it for way longer than I have, or just people on the internet, you know, professional music and stuff which is a good thing because it gives you standards to aim for, but can also Mm -hmm. be super demoralizing if you put hours upon hours of work behind something and be like, ah, this sounds pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's a really good point too because they were at your stage years ago. You shouldn't compare where someone is now when you're starting out. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So yeah, I guess my, my best advice I'd give to myself is don't compare yourself so much to other people. And honestly, like don't lose. So I had this phase, and I, I, before I say this, I need to explain it. So I had this phase where I was like, at the start, I was really creative and just kind of trying stuff out. And then I had this phase where I was like, okay, I don't sound as good as other people. I need to start copying them. <gasps> Ah. Right. So it was like, which I mean, was a great learning experience because I got to learn arranging and all of that. But uh, old ideas were like super, super overplayed and like, you know, n- not really interesting. They're like they had mm-hmm. already been done kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And after, you know, at a certain point, I realized I was like, okay, what am I doing? I just have, and it's like, I, sorry, I realized I wasn't having more fun with it because I was like, oh, okay, I'll just do this and copy that and wasn't experimenting and trying stuff out and literally having fun with it and playing around. So I started doing a lot more of that, especially this year. And I've been, you know, absolutely loving it and I burn out way less, which is good fun. So I think that actually proves a point if you're doing what you love 
and you're being authentic to yourself. You're not going to burn out and you're going to enjoy what you do. And I like that. I think that's great advice. And all three of those things have not been said on the podcast as well. And I think they're very poignant to talk about. I'm glad. glad. Hopefully. Learn a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think everyone got a ton of knowledge. Like I said, I'm going to put all the things that Ricardo talked about and even possibly some of your spreadsheet because I wrote down a whole bunch of the things that you did. So if you want to kind of make yourself a template that kind of models that, you know, and kind of create your own, go for it. We want you to be the best version of yourself. And, you know, this is what the podcast is about is to learn to be a better musician and a better music business entrepreneur. So Thanks so much, Ricardo, for being on. Thank it's you been for having me. Phenomenal. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Literally probably in a couple of days. <laughs> L- literally Thursday, yes. <laughs> literally five seconds from after we hang up. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Two days. Two days. Come on. All right. Two days. Two days. Two days. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Enlightened Musician podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theenlightenedmusician.com, where you can subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, this is Lauren Light. <laughs>